Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. I'll tell you why. Because Nigeria is in the scripture. But Nigeria being a scripture is a complex mosaic of the literal and the symbolic. The nation beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, literal, sub-Saharan South Africa, which the rivers divide, literal, Niger and Benue. A people, tall, or smooth skin, symbolic. In the same scripture, it takes revelation to be able to rightly divide. I, and when I first began to understand these things, I didn't fully understand it initially. I knew it was Nigeria, but I, I didn't, you know, and I didn't know that until 1994. I started preaching about Nigeria from what I heard from Pa Elton and others, you know, that God had a plan, but I didn't, I didn't have scripture for it. But I knew it, I had the witness. Well, 1994, and then it was some years later, I was able to say, ah, look at this. It's tall. Smooth skin. That's all symbolic of stat- measure of stature of fullness of Christ. Smooth skin. And go to Ephesians chapter 5. A glorious church. Not having spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Where do you have spots? Where do you have blemishes? Where do you have wrinkles? You can directly get it into Isaiah chapter 18. And that's why God, you know, seems to love Nigeria so much because he's trying to prove he's, he's, he's fulfilling a prophetic destiny of Nigeria as written and prophesied from the time of Isaiah and Zephaniah. This was thousands of years, honey. You know, thousands, but there was no slave trade. Yet, but it was coming. But the curse that Noah put on Ham and his descendants was in operation. So, to compensate, oh, give the Lord a clap offering. Talk about a righteous God. To compensate for what the black race had suffered. You know, uh, 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 I have kept my brother's vineyards. But my own vineyard I have not kept. Can you imagine? All that was written in Ecclesiastes. Long before the slave trade. And God knew that the injustice and the sufferings because of the disobedience of Ham because the curse causeless cannot alight. So it did alight. Because it was not causeless. Although Noah should have refrained himself and not done it. I've got a word for you. I've never said this before, but I'm going to say it today. Do you know that he had three sons? Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Who is third born? Japheth. 
what the white man got was supposed to have been the black man. Even if you look at the geography, I shared this on Wednesday, two epicenters of knowledge. There's the knowledge of the epicenter of the Garden of Eden, which became corrupted after man's fall. That's where we get all the knowledge of the Egyptians and the hieroglyphics and all the, all the, the, the Asian uh, uh, races, the Japanese, the Chinese, the, the great mathematicians. They had a lot of knowledge. Even the Babylonians hanging gardens of Babylon, they would tell you, you know, history is recorded. It. You know, we're looking at it on a documentary on television not too long ago with Pastor Larry and I think Laolu and some of the pastors. And it says that it is recorded in, 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 in Babylonian history that they used to have aliens that came down to teach them the science. These <laughs> demons, principalities, and powers took the wisdom, they took the God, the original God-given wisdom and twisted and corrupted it. That's why most of their, most of their knowledge is hidden in the black arts. And shrouded in secrecy. Then God now brought another happy center after the Reformation, 15, around the time of the Reformation, where Christianity began to flourish. The entrance of his word giveth light. That's the one that we have now through Western education. And the one we have now is superior to the one they had. The one we had is what gave us computers and, and rockets and planes. All their own mathematics and all that, they couldn't give them anything. He gave them something, but you know, they were still using donkeys like everybody else. I'll give the Lord another super clap offering, somebody. <laughs> oh, hallelujah! Are you listening to me? So, you, we, we, we had this. There was this. Uh, uh, so, God, you see, Ham was the one who did something wrong, not Kenan. Not the other sons. They didn't do anything wrong. But there's this thing about, I was sharing with the Okorias yesterday, you know, you know, if you come from, every family has this thing. You know, principalities and powers, they are generational problems. You don't have to have done anything. Your father may not even have done anything. But because of the backlog of sin and unrighteousness. See, all I know is Joshua Babatunde Johnson, my dad. Joshua Motola Johnson, my grandfather. I, I didn't meet him. Of my great-grandfather... The one who became the Christian and changed his name to Johnson. I know that because of what Uncle Bolaji, Larry's dad, told us. I don't know what his father did. I don't know what his, his own grandfather did. I don't know what his great-great-grandfather did. And that's true for all of us. All you know now is two, three generations. You don't know what happened to the fourth generation, fifth, sixth, and some of that thing percolates down. The only thing that can save you is Jesus. Give him a clap offering. Yes! They 
This is not only true of the black man, it's true of the white man. And it's not true only of the white man, it's true of the brown man and the yellow man. Go and check history. You will find that, you know, even among the British, the, the English kings, even with the King James Bible and all of that, you will see all kinds of horrible, go and read their history. How they killed themselves. How they had all kinds of diseases. How they suffered. But occasionally, you get one good person. Because of the heart. For they show themselves strong. In behalf of them whose heart is puffed towards him. Like this Elizabeth that just died. Give the queen a super clap offering. She's in heaven. It wasn't, it wasn't that her dad, you know, was a very godly person, as far as I know. I know we went to church, you know, just religious and all of that. In fact, he used to smoke. That's what caused him to die early. Her, her dad died of, you know, um, infection of the lungs and all of that. That's what killed him. Because you smoke! When this girl became queen, before she became queen, her father was king. She was just a young girl. You know, 18, 19, 20. She went to South Africa. You know, as princess and all that. And they asked her a question. And she said that, you know, she didn't know she was going to become queen. She just said that, you know, I want to do everything in my power to, you know, honor the monarchy. And I have to ask God to help me. Finish. God said, this one will be queen. So when the father died, because she's the first daughter, she became queen. And she dedicated that monarchy to God. It is recorded. She will pray every night. This thing, this empire, small girl like me, what do I know? This will be Johnson paraphrase. Please, God help me. And God helped her. And God saved the queen. Another clap offering. <laughs> and so the, 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 the Archbishop of Canterbury gave a coded message to King Charles on the day of the burial. You can read it. It's, in, it's on the internet. He said, and I'm sure. He didn't say sure. He said, I trust. Something like that. That King Charles will follow the example of his mother and ask God to help him like he helped his mother. It was a coded message. You want to be successful in this kingship? You're not going to do it without God. Another message for another day. I got to start to close. Hello. Two scriptures. The first one we're very familiar with is in Joel chapter 2. Long about the individual glory now, not cloud, not, you know, not Feast of Tabernacles, just the individual, like Cana of Galilee. Uh, but it's, 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 it's going to be the fulfillment of this scripture. Joel chapter 2 verse 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he, don't your neighbor say he who? He the Lord your God. Hath given you the former rain moderately. Joel is talking prophetically. He's gone in the future. 
Then he's looking back from the future. He's given you. And that's what we've had. We all have that now. God baptized the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. That's the former rain. It's moderate. Then he now says, he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. That is not a correct translation. The correct translation is as he did before. He's talking about the ministry of Jesus. In other words, uh, you know, after I've given you the former rain moderately, you baptize in the Holy Spirit, the earnest of the Spirit, I'm going to now give you the former and the latter rain together like I did for the Lord Jesus Christ so that you will experience the Spirit without measure. And then you will do the works Jesus did and greater. Then there's another scripture. It was in my searching. The Bible says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it is the honor of kings to search it out. And then he goes on to say, search the scriptures. So how do we search? You search by praying tongues and looking at the scripture as led by the spirit. So God gave me the scripture. And it's scripture I know, but I didn't connect it. But now I have. Look at Genesis chapter 7. Honey, this is going to blow your mind. And look at verse 11. Before I read the scripture, Genesis chapter 7, verse 11. <laughs> it is an amazing scripture. Before I read the scripture, I want to remind us that the Lord Jesus actually said to us that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall everybody scream it. The coming. Everybody scream it. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. And the coming is, first of all, in us, before it comes for us at the rapture, before it comes with us for the millennium. So, and he said, he told us, you know, he hid it. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. He just said it in a non-nocuous, just said, as it comes in times, the days of Noah, there will be something. And you know everything about the days of Noah, we're seeing it today. Perilous times. Men shall be lovers of self, boasters, proud. You know what it says in the day of Noah? It says that the, 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 the thinking of men was only evil continually. Mercy, Lord! Honey, go. I, we watch CNN every day. You know, you will be amazed at the level of wickedness. The true story I'm about to tell you. I read it in the, you know, on the internet. Was it yesterday or day before yesterday? There's a woman in England. She had a friend who was her friend. She was English. The friend, the friend was Asian. That friend had some money. And, you know, I think they were discussing amongst themselves, you know, maybe she should lend her or something. I think the friend didn't agree. She beheaded her in England, in London. She beheaded, she cut her head off and put the body in a suitcase and went to dump it somewhere, you know, in a dumpster that was far away from where they were living. The body was now discovered and reported to the police. 
So when they began to do investigation, you know, Scotland Yard, began to do investigation, who is this woman, blah, blah, blah. They were able to, you know, finally find out, you know, oh, this is our friend. The CCTV camera caught her on camera taking the suitcase out. It caught her twice, going in and coming out. When she was going in, the suitcase was not bulky. When she was coming out, it was bulky. To cut a long story short, they did all the investigation, DNA. They found her print on the open and shut. But you know, in England, they don't have a death sentence anymore. She's only going for 28 years. Can you imagine? That was another message for another day. That is wickedness. Pastor Ruda, this is not ordinary wickedness. It is demonic wickedness. Human beings are not normally like that. It is these angels, these sons of God, these principles that came from the heavenlies in the days of Noah and had sex, you know, to create those giants there. Today, I don't, some of them may still even be doing that, you know, but, you know, that's not normal. That's a demon, you know, putting that thought even the feeling, your friend, you cut her head off. It's only fulfillment of scripture. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. But let's get back to my message. So, just like there was an outpouring of rain in the time of Noah, there's going to be an outpouring of the reign of the Holy Ghost today. Ah, oh, glory to God! Now, read. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the everybody screamed out, second month, when was Solomon's temple finished? Second month. The 17th day of the month, the same day, well, all the fountains of the great deep broken up. Remember the scripture? Deep calls unto deep at the noise. He's talking about intercession. I know it was the ocean in those days. But you see, this is, this is scripture that you have now a symbolic, interpre prophetic interpretation of it. All the fountains... Of the great deep. He's talking about when we pray and we groan. We're broken up and. That's not all. The windows of heaven were opened. I will pour out the former and the latter rain together. Glory to God. We're expecting that now. This one we can hasten it. On an individual basis. Like Jesus in Cana of Galilee. It's not tied to a feast day. All that on you know, 600th year, all that is just historical account of what happened in the time of Noah. But the, the spiritual part, which is the fountains of the great deep and the windows of heaven, that applies to us now symbolically. And we can hasten the coming of this in our individual lives. By through intercession and prayer, deep calls unto deep, we can open the windows of heaven. Glory be to God. Hallelujah! And the fountains of the deep 
Hallelujah. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water that will result in an outpouring and a manifestation of the spirit without measure. Oh, I'll take it to the bank. I'm closing. Mommy said amen. I'm going to rush through these last scriptures. You know what the Bible says? Look at 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 12. Am I helping anybody here? Who's still on my side? It's a good side to stay on. Don't be like the people who had the uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood and they switch sides. You know, they say, ah, pastor, this is a hard say. Looking for and hastening 2 Peter 3.12 The day unto the coming of the day of God. I'm just going to stop there. Look at it in the... Uh, I got in my notes here. Uh, look at it in... Uh, let me just see. I got this beautiful Bible. It gives me about five translations simultaneously. Look. New International Version says, As you look forward to the day of God and speed it's coming. Never say speed it's coming. Speed it's coming. Hallelujah. So what we're saying is this. If I pray more, and I'm going to give you a third scripture to confirm this. If I pray more and I walk with God, and I, I can speed my cleaning of Galilee. If I pray less and I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I can delay my cleaning of Galilee. So that is the assignment given to us now. Speed is coming. Let the fountain of the deep, let it break up. And let the windows of heaven open. You know that's what intercession does. The Bible says, and Jesus praying, and the heavens were open. It's not tied to a feast day. You can hasten that this day of the breaking up of the deep and the opening of the windows of heaven so that the glory will come. It happened at a time, just even, even Jesus didn't expect it. And that's why the Lord, you know, I went to the Lord and said, he said, if Jesus didn't know, what, who do you think you are? I said, yes, sir. He said, just get ready and stay ready. Do not let your hand be slack in intercession now. Oh, the Feast of Tabernacles has gone. No, we're seeing the season. The glory, yes, the, the cloud collective, that one's gone. But this individual one is still available. Hallelujah! Don't be caught napping. One last scripture. Awake unto righteousness and sleep not. My wife loves this scripture. It says, for the, the day cometh and our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. You see, you only know what you're doing in your own individual life. You don't know what Ulupi is doing in his own individual life. <laughs> I use myself as, a, as an example. So if you are taking it easy and you are slacking, there will be Olubis and Sarah's. I must add my wife. Who are pressing in. They will hasten their own glory. And if you are supposed to have been following them, 
so that you can be a partaker of the borrowed anointing under them. If you are slack, you will miss it. That's why you cannot afford to be slack. I, I, there was just a few faint amens. They were, it was very faint. <laughs> you know, you know the, the carnal mind and the sin nature in carnal doesn't like truth. That's why you see, you find people are very reluctant to say amen <laughs> when there is heavy truth. Last scripture. You know, I'm, I'm like Paul. I'm allowed three finalists. Hello. You don't, you, you don't, you, you, you do not, you do not come and stop an apostolic anointing. Simply because you want to go and eat beans at home. Or do do. Or there's one program on TV you want to watch at home. So Paul, under apostolic authority, he said, finally. Then he said, finally. Then he said, I'm finally, brethren. So I'm allowed. But I, I, I'm being honest. By the grace of God, this will be the last one. You know, the Bible says, watch and pray always. I'm not going to turn to that one. Luke 21, 36. That you may be accounted worthy. Don't slack now. Same because the Feast of Tabernacle has passed. You can miss your visitation. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. <laughs> okay. Now look at Hebrews chapter 13. Great scripture. Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to be looking at verse... 18 and 19, verses 18 and 19. This is Paul. Anybody who has revelation knows that Hebrews were written by Paul. It's the theologians who are still arguing whether it was Paul who wrote Hebrews or not. But those of us with revelation, including the Lord Jesus Christ, just appeared to Kenneth Hagen in one of the visions and said, oh, incidentally, Paul showed you in Hebrews. Jesus did not argue with the theologians whether it was Paul who wrote it. We know by revelation that it was Paul. You know, he says, pray for us. For we trust, we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. See how he ties honesty and a good conscience to get an answer to prayer. But I beseech you, the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you, the word, sooner. In other words, there are Prayer was going to make the deliverance of Paul come faster. Stand to your feet. I tell you, the more of us that pray and pray properly, the faster this glory will come. Hence, hastening the coming glory. He said, pray. He's a great prayer man. He said, I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. He said, but if you pray for us, he said, then I will be restored to you the sooner. Let me put it in today's context. If you, if you pray, all of us keep praying about this glory thing, then the glory will come faster. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, 
including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.